You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Um, I go by Black Dante on Twitter, Silky Johnson on Instagram, and Facebook is like that cousin that you don't really fuck with at Thanksgiving, so good to hear a look, everybody. Um, and AKA, um, I have escaped slavery this Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much. And I'm joined by... What's up, niggas? It's Candice. You know me on all social media as Not So Newlywed PC. Um... I think my AKA this week is going to be y'all always getting bamboozled by white people. <laughs> mm. Wait, is this in reference to that um, the Rachel Dolezal 2.0? She worse than Rachel Dolezal because if you would have made, if Rachel Dolezal would have used a little more spray tan, she might at least look Creole. This lady is fucking white and there's no way anybody who has been around considerable black people looked at this white lady and say hmm a nigga <laughs> considerable black people <laughs> i mean because we could be honest there are some black people who have spent their lives trying to be in proximity to whiteness and so they've they've comprised their main social circle of non-black people especially people in the academic world um because you are already isolated in in academia um and so and and some parts of it are already anti-black anyway with with colorism and and shit and so a lot of people in academia adopt that anti-colorist uh mentality and but niggas know niggas knew um I called that story late and I looked at that later. I was like, I know y'all fucking lying. Nothing about that lady who said Afro-Latina, Latina, black, Creole, light skin, nothing. She looks like a white woman. That is she a looks white like, woman. She looks like an Italian white woman. She looks like the bitches we used to see on Mob Wives. Let's be a hundred percent honest. Yeah, she looked like if she looked like if Big Ange wasn't big. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And rest, I, <laughs> rest in peace, rest in peace, Big Ange. But it's like y'all don't care. I and and we could have a we could be honest about this. A lot of you niggas like to be in proximity to whiteness and lightness. Because white America finds white other whiteness not as a not threatening, and they find lightness in black people non-threatening. So it was very easy for y'all to just take this woman's word at face value, just so that you could be in proximity to whiteness and lightness. Um, we live in a society where where the opinions of white people have always mattered more to other white people and to a lot of you niggas. It's true. And y'all need to do some soul searching, some deep diving and figure out what the fuck your problem is and why you think a woman that looks like that should be the authority on any form of blackness. She was like teaching and shit, right? 
she was like an african-american study teacher she was talking about how she was getting passed up for awards and grants because she was black and all this and she was she was being discriminated against let me tell you something i need to see pictures of your family now i need to see pictures of your mom and your pa I need to see pictures of your. I need to see pictures of your of your grandma, your great grandpa. I need to even see the great greats. I need to see the great greats. You need to I'm see. Sorry. You need to see the ancestors. I need to see the ancestors. Take me to the ancestral plane of your family tree. <laughs> the ancestral tree. <laughs> Take me to it, okay? Wakanda forever. I need to know what's in that family tree. Because there's no way you looked at her and you just was like, my nigga. There's no way. Them thin ass lips, that stringy ass hair, that pale ass skin, the way she sounds. Child, no. no. I saw that video of her teaching salsa and I was like, I know y'all fucking lying. No. First, no. first of all, nigga, any nigga or Afro Latina that I know got rhythm, that's number one. <laughs> And, and if they don't, was... they not teaching dance classes. When Correct. Niggas, they know the strength and weaknesses. can't dance, we go and find something else to do, like learn how to be amazing cooks. The, hello? I'm oh embarrassed for y'all so who you got brought, bamboozled. Oh my God, could you just imagine her trying to make potato salad? No, I cannot. Because <laughs> you couldn't have paid me. That, sh- that shit would probably look like a goddamn science project. <laughs> it would have raisins in it. And yes. apples. Y'all should just be embarrassed that y'all continue to fall into these traps. Um, because if we was to be honest, Rachel Dolezal don't look black to me. And I don't care how many braids and bantu knots she put in her fucking head. She looks like a white woman to me. She looks like she belongs in Westeros. She just looks like a white woman with a spray tan. Black people, we have very pronounced features. I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest, friend? I've never met a black person with thin lips. Have you? Yes, but they had other features that absolutely let me know that they was a nigga. I very rarely, I, I can't even say really, I really can't recall running across black people who didn't have certain black features. I really can't. Because it's hard. You, it's hard to hide us. I really can't. Like, it's if we don't reason, have one feature, we gonna at least have, like, the others. It's a reason, historically, racists have made fun of certain features of Black people. Our lips, our noses, our, our eyes, our hair. It's a lot of reasons. It's they have always tried to liken us to monkeys and things because, just historically and and now we do have pronounced full lips, we do have wider noses. You know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So it's kind of like y'all looked at this lady and saw not one black feature and was like Afro Latina. What? Shut the fuck up. Listen. She is a bozo, and she should be stripped of whatever she has acquired and maintained by way of lying. Um, I just want to say, 
if this is not a reminder to us that being black is profitable and safe and fun to everybody except actual black people, I really don't know what it is. Because she, she was black in spaces where being black benefited her. And then she went back to her regular white self in spaces where she didn't want to put her life at danger by pretending to be black or Afro-Latina. I, like, the thing with me is, like, how do you scam? Because, I mean, let's call the thing a thing. She was scamming. How do you scam for, like, that long and it take, like, niggas on the internet to be like, hold on, this bitch is lying. <laughs> And I what just, spaces you running in? That's what I want you to do. That's I want that to be your last deed to the community whose face you playing in. I want the people that was letting you make it. Yes. Because they should be ashamed. We would like to have a word with them. We would like to start a dialogue. And that dialogue is shame, shame, shame. Like that, like, like when Cersei was walking through 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 town. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Shame on you niggas for letting this motherfucker cook for so goddamn long. Shame. And speaking of whiteness, why every time black people start traveling to certain hot spots, um, other niggas get weird? Like, ah, oh, Tulum, that's the new, that's the new Miami. Then how come you can't you can't even afford to go to Miami? Y'all be talking about domestic travel like it's not expensive. I ain't never been to Vegas for cheap. Let me and tell you. you. And you never will go for cheap. When you want to go to Vegas and have a good fucking time, you're going to have to blow a little bag. You ain't going to go to Miami for cheap. That's why so many of y'all be going to Miami and it be six of y'all to a hotel room. And that's no shade. Be, <laughs> and no shade. But stop acting like domestic travel is cheap. And for damn sure, stop acting like places where black people are starting to explore and travel to are tainted because black people are visiting. That says a lot about you and your anti-blackness and how you feel about your own people. Because when I see niggas traveling to places I've never been, I start putting the shit on my list of places to go. Either that or just minding my damn business. But if a white person tell you it's cracking in Helena, Montana, y'all is going to break your whole ass next to get there. At some point, in order for us to be free, we have got to stop putting so much worth into the white gaze and what white people say is it and what white people say we should be doing. Those motherfuckers are motherfuckers. Literally. Either that or just stop being a hater. Like, it's because it's even one of two things. It's either anti-blackness or being a hater or both. But cut that shit out. Please. And and, before, and, and and just to be clear, <laughs> this don't mean like, because, you know, because niggas love to twist words and stuff. This don't mean like not, um, this don't mean give a cape to every goddamn thing and everybody just so you don't be a quote unquote hater. Because some niggas need to, need to be hated. We going to talk about Certain a couple in the news. <clears throat> Certain shit just shouldn't require that energy. If we right. was to be honest, you have to where do people, discernment. Yeah, where you see you see black people traveling to certain travel hotspots, it shouldn't it shouldn't make you want to hate. That's the thing. Use discernment. Everything don't require a reaction or a, you know a a thread or a, you know or what I'm saying. It just don't. It's not that deep. If you yes. don't want to travel to a travel hotspot where you see a lot of black people going, then just don't go. 
it's a million places in this world to travel to. if you don't want to travel, just don't travel. Just find you some business. Yeah. Or take a nap. That's all we Naps are, huh? naps are, listen, I ain't even saying they're the shade because I took a nap before we started recording. Naps are plentiful, they're nutritious and delicious and good for you. Just take a nap. Absolutely. Just take a nap and shut the hell up. That's all we asking. Um, and as I said on Twitter, it's time for us to get from under the white gaze and holding white people important because White, the color white shouldn't even be considered the color of purity and goodness because most things that's white is bad for us. White bread, white sugar, white rice, white pasta, white appliances, crack, um, and white people. <laughs> All those things are bad for us. So how is that? How is white the color of purity and goodness? Hell, if you the definition of the color white is the absence of color. Colors reflect off white. So, this is a pro-black podcast. If you white and you listen to it and you offend it, that's your problem. That ain't got nothing to do with us. If you um, white and you not offended and feel like helping the call, send us some money. Send us a little donation nation. Uh, flawless gifts is, is the PayPal. Help keep the network up and running. But I stand on everything I said. Y'all be blessed with that. Uh, Network announcements. Listen to our shit. Thank you so much. Uh, (laughs) Ratchet and... (laughs) The ratchet and raggedy dudes of the goddamn week. So I was doing a little digging. Because normally when somebody don't get get a peach, um, Bravo will at least confirm it. And it has yet to be confirmed that Nene did not get a peach. And I did some digging and I found some stuff that says that she has not been fired, but she, she and Bravo have been deadlocked in contract negotiations. And until it's straightened out, she will not film. Uh, um, mm. I don't know. I, you know. I'm I'm a, I feel like fuck you pay me is very adequate. Um and on the flip side, I just remember how little she brought to the last season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. But in all fairness, uh I won't say it was a bad season. It it the mess was stupid. Yeah. The stuff the authentic stuff was good. The marriage yes. and relationship problems, that stuff was good. But the mess among the ladies was stupid. So I agree. I definitely understand why Bravo would not be trying to pay nobody nothing else. Um, I'm pretty sure the ratings took a dip last season. Um, But that's why we haven't seen Nene, and that's why there hasn't been any official news coming out of Bravo that she is not returning. Um, But at some point, they're going to have to drop that news because after you get so far in the filming, does she have a place on the show? Yeah. So... um. Two two light skinned bozos had a toxic off this week. Um, and that would be Joe Budden and Tahiri. And this all started when the Tahiri and Vado fight aired for Marriage Boot Camp. And Joe Budden went on his podcast and basically said, 
I don't believe Tahiri and Vado are in a real relationship. I believe they were told to drum up some drama. And then it went too far with the apple throwing and the, him uh, att- attempting to choke her out. He was like, um, it all just seemed really staged and disingenuous. Which, to which we said as well. We agree. Yeah. We agree. Well, I think that pissed Tahiri off because Tahiri went and did an interview with Jason Lee. If you don't re- remember who Jason Lee is, he's the fat light skinned dude. <laughs> he's the fat light skinned dude from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, to which also I don't understand why g- women give Jason Lee any country because this is the same man we saw on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood trying to help Princess um, and Brandy uh put out monisha's sex tape remember that yeah he was the one talking about he had the sex tape and he would help them put it out if they really wanted to put it out so i don't really understand why any woman gives jason lee any country he's he is, very terrible he's very anti-woman yeah um he's very kind of anti-black too um i remember some of the ugly things he said about uh the old town road kid uh, Little Nas, Nas X. X, yes. Yeah, so he's got some shit with him. But Tahiri did an he's interview. He's problematic. He is. Tahiri did an interview with him, and he basically asked her, so did Joe Budden used to abuse you? And Tahiri breaks down um, crying, but no tears were available for the moment. Um, and she says that Joe used to abuse her he broke her nose, fractured her rib, pushed her down the steps. Um, and Jason Lee dropped the interview on Joe Budden's birthday. Now, what's so wild about that is, and this is why I don't understand why people give Jason Lee country, is that Jason Lee has worked with Joe Budden before. Um, Joe Budden has extended him um, opportunities. And this is why, to me, in my honest opinion, you really have to show discernment with who you work with when you're in that industry. Because a lot of people, it's dog-eat-dog world, and everybody's trying to get the next big thing to, to keep people talking about them. And he is one of those people. Um, uh, so Joe, which surprised me, because in times past, every time the Esther Baxter situation is brought up, Joe sidesteps it. Um, and yeah. I believe he sidesteps it because it's true. he doesn't want to lie about it. Yeah. So he'd rather just shut up than to lie about it. He didn't sidestep this one. He ha- he dedicated a whole segment on his podcast to uh, calling himself to the carpet. And in his calling himself to the carpet, he says that he and Tahiri were abusive to each other, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. He says that Tahiri has bloodied his nose. Tahiri has whooped his ass at times. Tahiri has pulled knives on him. Tahiri has cut him. Um, that was their relationship. They had gone to, through each other's phones. They had gotten on the internet and made scenes and exposed each other. And I remember some of that. Um, I do remember some of it when they had their YouTube channel. Um, but where it gets really sticky is 
I remember, we remember, friend, to hear you talking about somebody breaking her nose on marriage boot camp. Yeah. When she said it on marriage boot camp, she didn't make it seem like it was an ex. On this interview, she said it was Joe that broke her nose. Joe and Ma said they remember the situation clear as day, and somebody who had an, a problem with Joe saw Tahiri, and they punched her in the face and broke her nose. And this happened in Atlantic City. And when it happened, she called Joe, and Joe said, okay, where you at? I'm on my way. My thing with that is... Joe Budden is an abuser. It's documented. He has documented it in his own music. He is copped to being toxic. He is copped to being a, a bad partner, especially in the years where he was heavily abusing drugs. Um, yay for him getting professional help. But you don't need to lie on him to, to paint the picture that he is abusive because if he was with you in that time where he was abusing drugs, like he was with Esther Baxter, I, I highly believe he was abusive, but you got to hold yourself accountable too. It's, it's not normal to pull knives on people that you're in a relationship with. It's not normal to bloody their nose. And the thing is, I want to, we want to give you country. We absolutely believe what you're saying about Joe, minus the nose breaking situation, because he has receipts that that absolutely, he did not do that. That was not the incident that he pulled on you. You don't got to lie on him. But to hear, we've seen you in action too. We remember you swinging on Consequence on Love and Hip Hop. We remember you fighting Rocky Thunder at Joe, Bo Joe Budden's pool party because you thought she was trying to mess with him. We remember you throwing the apples in Vado's face. You've got some abusive tendencies as well. And what made it really weird was Joe went a little bit further and he went on to say that you have intentionally tried to maintain a friendship with him and be in communication with him to the point that you invited him and Sin to be on this season of Marriage Bootcamp with you and Vado for some added drama. So it, the, the scenario would play out as two exes who still got feelings for each other and is making their partners uncomfortable and is creating havoc in their relationships. Um, Joe says that when they first brought the idea of Tahiri coming back to last season of Love and Hip Hop, he said no. He wouldn't film if they brought her back. So they went behind his back and brought Tahiri back. And they didn't know she was back until they were already filming and had signed their contracts. Um, he says he's been to her house where she currently lives. He's purchased mattresses from her, which, nigga, you a millionaire. Just, just, just go to Mattress Warehouse. This is where both of y'all are toxic bozos of the week for me. I don't understand two people who have abused each other in that capacity that much wanting to stay in contact with each other in any capacity. It's fucking toxic. You cannot have been beating my ass back in the day and we chummy chummy now. If I do my healing and I get healthy, I don't want shit to do with you. 
I wish you the best. I hope you get some healing too. But that's all I got for you. Get the fuck away from me. I don't want shit to do with a former abuser. Period. I don't care how much rehab, how much counseling, how much growing, how many years older. Get the fuck away from me. Because most people are not lucky enough to escape their abusers alive. So I'm not about to dabble with mine. Y'all well, both because, sick. Well, that's because you don't enjoy toxicity, friend, and they do. Y'all sick. My only real takeaway from this is that in Joe's case, in Joe's case, it looks like damage control. Absolutely. Because the things that you that he is saying about to hear about how she's abusive, I'm not saying they don't have some credence because, again, we've seen her behavior. But what I am saying is, Mr. Joe Budden, you waited until you basically got called to the carpet again in order to tell this information. So it looks like damage control because all the – because, again, we know about Esther Baxter. We know about this. But we didn't – I don't think a lot of people knew or slash cared about this other stuff with Terry. So it just looks like damage control, mm-hmm. which you, you can't wait until you getting called to the carpet to be like, oh, yeah, so, guys. So, hey, um, yeah, I am abusive, but, you know, we both were abusers. No, nigga, that's something you need to say, like, before you get called out so it doesn't look – so it looks more authentic and not so much just damage control. And you have more to lose than Tahiri does. So yes. there, that's the part I'm confused about. There's no reason to keep a friendship, to keep an acquaintanceship, to keep a we can be cordial ship with somebody that you say is a clout chaser. Everything you said about Tahiri, I, I absolutely believe and it could absolutely be true. And I'm just going to say everything you both said is alleged because we don't want no lawsuits over here. But if everything you alleged is true, what did you stay in the game by staying in touch with this woman? You are one of the biggest names in hip-hop and podcasting. Why would you stay in communication with a quote-unquote clout chaser? Why would you give her an opportunity to do what you claim she just did? Exactly. If anything, you just fucking stupid. Which he is. And she needs some fucking help. What she does. Because nobody who fractured my rib and I alleged that they broke my nose and we used to be fighting like cats and dogs, I don't want shit to do with you. What I think, though, is you got the worst version of you and Esther Baxter got the worst versions of Joe Budden possible when y'all were with him. And it kind of grinds your gears and it makes you a little sad to see other women now getting the best version of him. He other and he still got some some shitty tendencies because I'm gonna be honest, niggas like him, they always gonna have a little toxicity in them. But the women that he are, the women he's with now, the woman he went and had another baby with and was planning to marry and so on, they have gotten a much better version of Joe Budden than you ever got. And I think you will do anything to be in proximity to this better version. Because when you got him, he had a, a, a fledgling career. Pump it up, came and went. 
His drug problem made it so that his reputation and name in the industry had gone to shit. He was he was an addict. He was abusive. He didn't have his shit together. Turn around and you see Sin. Sin is getting multi-millionaire, Joe. Getting clean, Joe. Getting a Joe that's not afraid to say, I go to therapy. Getting Joe that has a world of opportunity at his fingertips now. Multiple streams of income. A respected hip-hop opinion. I think you want to be in proximity to that. But it should you it's not worth it. He's never gonna be for you what he is for the people coming in now. You're never gonna get that version of him. Because if he wanted you to get that version of him, when he cleaned himself up, he would have came back to the table with you. You got to let it go for your own mental health and, and prosperity and shit like that. So I don't know. Stop holding on to what could be. The shit gone. Sorry. Summer Walker, you are musty physically and mentally. You are musty. I just uh, it came out this week um, that a temporary child support order was put in place for Future's latest child's mother, Eliza Rain, in the amount of $3,200 a month. And if you add that up, that's $36,000 a year. And that is more money than a lot of people in this country make. Correct. So it's not really no money to sneeze at. Because if she getting $36,000 tax-free, and she has a job. Her and her child are living good. However, we have seen Future by matching AP watches for Lori, herself and Lori Harvey, fund and finance whole birthday trips for her and her friends. And yet he's making this woman play ring around the rosy to get child support for a child that he fucked and made with her. Child number nine, isn't it? Something like that. Um, when it came out, because initially the amount that the courts were putting, that the courts documented was $53,000 a month, um, Summer Walker decided to go in the shade room and make some comments, some offhand comments about that's what's wrong with women and that's what they tearing black men down and this, that, and the third, and they Going need to get their own back. So first thing, so let's get the facts out the way. Eliza Rain went on um, and cleared the air saying that that $53,000 is what the courts of Florida determined he could possibly pay based on financial income that he gave or his team gave to Forbes because apparently Forbes can be used as a reputable source when looking at celebrity income. I don't know why, because we know for a fact that celebs don't always verify said income that they're reporting, but whatever. Um, she says that's not the amount she asked for, but because Future has refused to submit his financial records, that is the amount that the state of Florida determined he could pay based on what they had to dig up themselves. Um, they're still trying to get verified uh, income 
and so that they could put a permanent uh, child support order in place. However, she had some, she, she drug Summer Walker, and she basically told her that she should continue whispering on songs and being musty and not worry about what the fuck she has going on with a man she didn't lay down with and have a baby with. She told her that she is also laying up with a deadbeat baby daddy and that by the name of London on the track, who currently has three open child support cases and has not seen any of his children in six months to a year. And so she probably should worry about what the fuck he got going on and stay about her business with future. And then one of London on the tracks, baby mamas jumped in and dragged Summer Walker for Phil too and told her, while you talking, you, you sucking a deadbeat's dick. Mm. Well, when you do burglary. Summer Walker is becoming a female version of Tyrese for me. And that the more that she is on social media, the harder it is for me to like her music because she don't shut the fuck up when she should be shutting the fuck up. It's always something with her. Like when she was trending, I thought, well, oh, well, shit, does she got some new music out or something? Oh, no, I kind of find out she's just being stupid. Per usual. Right. It's like you are becoming, your antics are becoming bigger than your music, and that's the problem. Absolutely. Um, well, she got dragged to hell and back. Yes. And in that dragging, um, some, uh, it said, I thought a bitch who uh, wiped her make off with spit on a dry rag said something. <sighs> you know, Sometimes a drag or a read just it it just it's it's so poignant and so beautiful you can just do nothing but chef's kiss. And that's one of and that's one of them. That is one of them. That is one of them. Um mind your business. Mind your damn business. This is what happens when you cape for niggas. You end up getting dragged because they make you out make you look the fuck stupid. Every time. Every damn time. Oh, in this time. case, you're making yourself look stupid because you, like, girl, though, nigga, you fucking is a deadbeat. So what the fuck? You up to become a goddamn child support abolitionist and you up to suck the dick of a, of a deadbeat dad. Girl, I know you fucking lying. Because you can't, you can't tell me that you don't uh, ever sit and wonder, like, okay, so, um... Why you ain't seen your kids? Either that or she don't care. Which, honestly, I don't know which which one is sadder. Probably both. It's probably both. It's definitely both. It's probably, it's, yeah, it's definitely both. But like, Miss um, Ma'am Summer Walker, um, you, listen, if you choose, you, if you choose to be avian, that's your business, but please leave us and other people alone. Please. Cause then nobody then nobody make a nigga named Navadius have all these goddamn kids. He chose to do that. A choice. A choice. 
and the in the state is making making it so he has no choice but to take care of his goddamn kids. Now, again, that's his choice because then nobody tell him to have a goddamn uh, small village in Africa size full of goddamn kids. But here we are. Mm-hmm. He, you, you are in you are in his baby mother's business, and you need to be outside of it. Like we need that chart. Well, it's baby mama business. That's where Summer Walker is. She needs to be outside of it. Somebody needs to make that chart and then show it to Summer Walker. Exactly. You need to be in music business. That's what you need to be doing. Exactly. Because that last EP, girl, I, mm, mm. I mean, the best song up, the best song on it was was a feature by our King Usher Ramon. So I don't... Mhm. Mm. You need to be in the lab a bit more than in baby mama business. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's it. That's all. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, we about to get into our actual shows because this is the marriage boot camp season finale. So it's season seven, episode ten, vow or never. Um, we pick up with Hazel E having that meltdown. Talk about is this period blood on you, Davon? Girl, you shut the fuck up. Phaedra, like, girl, that's the uh, take your ass to bed. Um, to the lie detector results. Medina and Phaedra were asked, Do you want to be in a sexual relationship with each other? Phaedra said no, and no deception was indicated. Medina said yes, and no deception was indicated. Willie was asked, Do you plan to be faithful to Shonda going forward? Willie answered yes, and no deception was indicated. Shonda was asked, can you forgive Willie for the infidelity? Shonda answered yes, and no deception was indicated. We found out towards the end of the show. Davon was asked, are you, with, are you only with Hazel E for fame? Davon answered no, but deception was indicated. Um, I got a problem with that, because she ain't even famous enough to be with her for fame. But anyway, I was about to goddamn say. Bottle was asked, are you apologetic for putting your hands on Tahiri? We never got the results. They gave the results to Tahiri. She never opened them. Tahiri was asked, do you accept physical violence? Um, Do you accept physical violence in relationships as normal? She said no, um, but deception was indicated. Hazel E had a meltdown and she went off on Davon. And Devon finally admitted that when he first got with Hazel E, he was using her for money, which, come on, baby, we knew. Look at you and look at her. Look at the age gap. <laughs> look at the age gap. It's like 10, 15 years. Look at the face gap. No, like, really, look at you and look at her. Yeah, like you, you are you are attractive. She is who she is. Um, we get to the ring ceremony, and Hazel E gives Davon a management contract, saying that if you're not with me to use me, sign this contract, and that way, any business opportunities you get because you with me, I'm gonna get thirty percent of it. Basically, on some Stevie J shit. I was about and to he say. signed it. He signed it. But let's also remember, thirty percent of nothing is nothing. We also learned nothing. that with Stevie J and Estelita. Right, Estelita's still somewhere at Foot Locker right now. Twenty percent of nothing is nothing. Yeah. Um, Davon gave Hazelie a ring. Said he really does love her. 
um he grew to love her which that's typically how all relationships work so it was kind of like okay so you did what you do in a relationship cool yeah, um good. but last week we found out that hazel and davon just recently had a baby girl after the miscarriage um so congratulations to them good luck to them pray for that baby um yeah. and they're engaged um good luck davon Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Um, and good luck to you and the baby. That's all I got. That's all I got. You're gonna be able to. Uh, th- I, is it this week? I don't know when it premieres, but the conversation with Hazelie and Masika on Zeus. So if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, go ahead, spend the five dollars, sign up to be able to get access to Ratchet Reloaded because we will be discussing the conversation because that shit was drama from ground zero yeah honestly it was a bit much even for me i'm not even gonna lie to you but we are gonna talk about it um because speaking of trash taking out itself uh because hazel e and masika have been very tumultuous with each other ever since masika went behind hazel e's back and was fucking young berg and um Like, that's one of those things where it's like a lot of this stuff is scripted and stuff, but that's a beef that's like, nah, that's authentic. They really do not. Yeah, that's a real beef. Um, Yeah, they do not like each other, like, at all. At all. Um, Phaedra gives Medina a ring. Girl, what? (laughs) I'm so confused, and this is how I know that they don't have a real relationship, and this is indeed scripted because... You what purpose about is there ring, to you give not a fucking. ring that you, you don't that you say you don't want to have a sexual relationship with? Well, Medina wised up and did not give Phaedra a ring. Um, he, I don't think that like, was scripted, and he basically told Phaedra that you are not ready for a man like me. You need to be alone and figure yourself out. But I'm not finna keep playing with you. Medina I was dick. like, Fa- Medina, Medina was like, I got a dick. It get hard. I want to fuck. Medina's like. I in my contract it stipulated that I would get some pussy and you are this is a breach of contract so good luck I am out. Mhm. I paid um, to be your I paid to be you paid me to be your nigga and that means that the least you could do is like suck my dick and you not doing that so I am out. Exactly. Um Willie and Sean to give each other rings. I think that was the only like super super real relationship. I was about to say on, that they the only real one. <laughs> Um, and then Tahiri goes on this rant with Vado about not accepting any more violence and gives herself a ring and Vado leaves and he like, y'all, y'all ain't had to call me back for this bullshit. Um, overall, I was disappointed in this season. If, if I was to be honest. Um, there was only one real couple on the motherfucker. In the past, we can see a couple here or there just kind of being thrown into the fray. But I really, truly only feel that there were two genuine couples on here, and that was Willie and Shonda and dysfunctional-ass Corrupting Tony. Yes, who shouldn't have even been here in the first place because should, he should have been in rehab. Um, I think a lot of the drama was scripted. I think, you know, the shit with Vado and Tahiri was just a whole mess, and it painted a very, very bad picture of domestic violence and relationships as a whole. Um, I was disappointed in Dr. Ish and Judge Toler for how they handled that situation. I believe Tahiri and Vado should have been out of the house. I believe there should have been a conversation about multiple 
ways of domestic violence being carried out in relationships and it's not always a punch to the face it is throwing things it is hitting with objects it is name calling it is cursing somebody out it is you know taking digs at them to try to bring their self-worth and self-esteem down domestic violence doesn't just have one look and they had a great opportunity to make that a teachable moment and they totally dropped the ball yeah i agree and instead they fell back on this very toxic old school belief system that no matter what somebody no matter what a woman is doing a man just shouldn't put his hands on her and a man should never put his hands on a woman a woman should never put her hands on a man in a relationship men and women women and women men and men whatever the situation whatever the relationship is domestic violence either physical emotional mental verbal is just not okay in any capacity no it is not no i should not be able to throw apples in Jeremy's face and be like, and he just sit there and take it, be like, oh man, go on, man, go on. It don't matter if you could break my nose, black my eye, bust my tooth out. I'm j- I just got to sit here and take it and be the bigger person. It's time to really have these kind of, because you got to undo patriarchy. If you want to make it better for the generations to come, you got to dismantle that whole system. And that got to include the whole, no matter what a woman do to a man, he just got to rise above it. That's patriarchy at its finest. And just toxicity. We have to start teaching men and women when relationships start showing signs of domestic abuse, you got to get the fuck out of them. Not just romantically, um, platonically as well. Platonically and everything. You've got to learn when to leave situations alone. It is very abnormal to be talking to anybody with this type of anger. Man, fuck you, bitch. That's not normal. No. That's disrespect. I only talk like that when I'm being disrespectful. And that disrespect is typically never in my relationship or my friendships. I don't talk. First of all, Mike doesn't allow it. And my friends don't allow it. My friends regard themselves highly enough. Yeah, listen, I'm not dealing with that. I will, I will cut you smooth out of my life for not treating me in the manner that I treat you. I don't do none of it. If y'all listening to this, if you take nothing else from this episode, take this. When people start to show you that they do not value you in the way that you value them, you've got to let it go. When you see people manipulating you, when they start talking to you any kind of way, if it ever turns physical, if it ever turns into financial abuse, emotional, whatever it may be, you do not have to stick around for that. We have access to too much technology for people to contact us that we don't want contacting us. You don't have to deal with that. shows you who they are, believe believe them. The first time. Really. Because it won't get any better. And that should have been a takeaway in that situation to make it a very teachable moment. Um, So I don't know where they're going. I hope they don't do another hip-hop edition so quickly. 
I really hope they take the time to find actual couples who want to participate, who are having real issues for the next hip hop edition. But do me a favor and bring back regular uh, marriage boot camp. Bring me back a family edition. Bring back yeah, the family edition. Bring some family edition in a long time. We have not. I think the last family edition we had was when Jim Jones and Chrissy was on there. With they, with Mama Jim Jones. Mama, yeah, yeah, with Mama Jones. Bring, bring me a family edition. Bring me back a regular marriage boot camp with white celebrities too. We had covered that too. But I feel like y'all have y'all seen how receptive um, black people were to the hip hop edition that y'all rushed this season. And it felt rushed and it felt fake and scripted. Especially when we look at uh, a show like Love Goes on Own with black, somewhat famous, famous couples um, who were really fucked up and needed to help. This didn't feel that way. And normally it feels that way when I watch Marriage Boot Camp. So I didn't, I didn't care too, too toughly for this season. Mm-mm. Sorry. It just felt like some bullshit. It did. Speaking of some bullshit, we're going to head down to Alabama for love and marriage. <laughs> now. Season two, episode nine, boss chick versus wife chick. Which girl got, okay. All right. Okay. Let, let, let's go because I have words. Let's go. Where you want to start? I'm going to start with Marceau being mad that Tisha is getting her own bag. Um, he is such a chauvinist. <laughs> like, goddamn. So over the weekend, some clips from season one made their way to Black Twitter, and it was a shit show. But we have told y'all, we told y'all, yeah. since we have been watching, we told y'all that it, this show is about Nothing but male chauvinistic bullshit from all three husbands. All three it, men on this yes. show are male chauvinistic pigs. Every last one of them. Every um, goddamn last one of them. Some of them have varying levels, but the common denigrator is that these niggas suck. These niggas suck. Um, and then we see Melody and Counseling, because we're going to come back to Marceau and Tisha, because they really gets into it. Yes. Um, Melody's whole life, which is, I'm not trying to be funny. Please forgive me. Um, and I'm going to be really I think sorry I if I catch with. some flack for this. But I, I, I feel like that is very typical Southern Belle upbringing. The way that Melody behaves is very typical. I'm a Southern Belle. Yeah. Um, raised to be a people pleaser, bred for marriage, uh, bred to be Miss Congeniality, um, just an all-around Southern Belle who cooks and cleans and takes care of the kids and just does everything. My this goodness. Southern accent, you get it just <laughs> that 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 <laughs> you get is, on my fucking nerves. And she is like Scarlett O'Hare, like Gone with the Wind type shit. Yeah, Scarlett O'Negro. Um, listen, that might be the show title. I had a show <laughs> title in place. Um, called "Girl Fuck Them Kids," but um, yeah. basically, me- basically, Melody was raised to be everything that Phaedra not. Basically, um, I just I don't know, um, and I'm not saying that women in the North and the Midwest aren't aren't raised the same, but there's a stigma about what it means for in the South in the South to be a Southern belle. 
Yeah. Um, and you are basically raised, maybe not now, because times are changing all around, but, you know, looking at Mel's age, she's probably in that category, maybe one of the last generations of it, raised to find a good man and get married and have babies and cook and clean and be all he needs me to be. And now it's not working because she's gotten a taste of what it means to have her own money and not have to depend on Martell. Um, And he can't take it. He can't take it. But one thing when the therapist called her to the carpet was um, she, they finally got to her daddy issues and Melody says that a lot of what she did, a lot of the trying to be miss everything to everybody, miss popularity, was to avoid the constant rejection she felt every time she tried to reach out to her dad and he was never there to catch her. Um, and the doctor told her the way that the way that you're moving and not finding balance you're making yourself unavailable to your kids in the same way that your dad made himself unavailable to you. And I ain't never seen nobody run out of doctor's office so fast. The truth, (laughs) the truth is smack you like a ton of bricks sometimes. And I get wanting to show your kids because you got quite a few daughters wanting to show your three daughters um, mommy could get it on her own. Of, I have an oh. identity outside of you. Absolutely, you said it right on the head, Jerry. I'm, I, I am something outside of being your mother and outside of being a wife. Right. I get it. I absolutely get it. And I damn sure get it. Like the thing is, like, th- see, this is why therapy is such a such a beautiful thing. The therapist was right. It just didn't need to come from fucking um, Martell's stupid ass. Because coming from Martell, it definitely comes off as, you know, chauvinist and misogynistic. Like, I just need you to be my wife, and that's it. it no, it nigga, comes you a, need to be your own person. It comes across as me, me, me. Right. That's exactly it comes how it comes as, across from, as me, from me, Martell, me. it comes off as me, 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 and also I'm not going to do shit to ease your burden. Because this nigga is complaining about fucking cooking, talking about Mel doing too much. Nigga, fuck you. Get your lazy ass up and goddamn cook or do some shit. Them your kids too, nigga. And even when she was talking to him about it, the first thing he said was, I don't want you to start to become unavailable for me or the kids. It wasn't Mel. I don't think we, as as, as parents are spending enough time with our kids as a family and separately and it's going to start to have an adverse effect on them. It was, you ain't with, you ain't doing enough for me. Right. Meanwhile, you are doing very little Martell outside of just providing money, which Mel can do that on her, on her goddamn own. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, friend, babies are a blessing. Yes. Yes. I'm However, quite fond of my. I'm quite fond of my my, my uh, niece, London. Quite fond of her. However, mm-hmm. I don't understand why Mel and Martell had that baby and stayed together. 
they don't seem to be on the same page about anything. And this seems to go beyond the cheating and the affair. It just all around, they don't seem to be on the same page and they don't want to be on the same page about anything. And I sadly, I agree with Martel, but not for Martel's reasons. I don't want to see Mel overwork herself. Yes. I do agree agree that that. she has something in her skincare line because I kind of want to go to the website and look at it. I plan to. She got flawless skin. Yeah, she do. The woman's skin look like silk. Yeah. That southern drawl. Um, yeah. They shouldn't have had that baby. No. When they were separated, they should have been separated. Yeah. And they shouldn't have been dibbling. The first time, because in, in real time, we know that they, they separated again. Hopefully this time for good. I just mm. I another thing it. like I, I do like I do like the thing with it is like while yes Mel could for her own sake again not Martell's for her own sake she could scale back a little bit the problem is and it the problem it coming from Martell is that nigga you can step up as a matter of fact, you should step up more because women usually tend to do more in, in marriages and relationships. So, nigga, you should go above and beyond to make it equitable and equal and release the load. But you are all about me, 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 me. And Mel has some good points, too. And they rolled the bean footage back on him saying, if it wasn't for me, Mel wouldn't be doing this, wouldn't be doing that. And Mel had a point. You can't yo-yo me. It can't be one minute you need to do more. The next minute you need to slow down. Right. Either I'm going full steam ahead and you with it or let me be a stay-at-home mom and you handle the finances and leave me the fuck alone. If it wasn't for me, she'd still be teaching. Now you missed the days when she was just teaching. Right. Which, first of all, what's wrong with teaching? Number one. (laughs) I mean, it's a thankless-ass job and the pay sucks, but again... She had a set schedule when she was teaching. Yeah. Now, the thing is, the the chase to the top is unpredictable. It ain't no set hours. Trying to get a, a full cos trying to get a full skincare brand off the ground ain't gonna be easy. You knew she wanted to get into TV in some capacity. That's not gonna come with set schedules. You got what you asked for, but you wasn't ready for what you asked for. Also, now that she don't have a set schedule, see, you want her to have a set schedule again because it's easier for you to cheat. Mm-hmm. And Mel you, brought that up. She said, you, you ain't low, nigga. T- you was finding time to do all kind of little silly shit. Mm-hmm. Like have a whole goddamn outside relationship. Have a whole girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Martell is a smart. I don't want to say Martell is a bitch because I don't like attributing petty behavior and calling it like girly or bitchy or. But Martell, you are stupid. You are stupid and you are a bitch. And I mean that not in a way where we refer to it as like a woman being a bitch. Bitch is gender neutral. 
Yes, you just a bitch ass nigga. He is a bitch ass nigga. Because whatever you have had going with the Scots, it couldn't possibly be that deep at this point. You have been as messy and as mean to the Scots as the Scots have been to the Holtz. Correct. And it's time for you to stand up in that to the point Correct. where you having to go and backtrack to their one of their children about some trifling shit you said. Right. Enough is enough. It can't be, it can't, you can't have it both ways, uh, Martell. You can't you be know, the victim and, oh back, my God, how could the Scots and la 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 la, but also you apologizing to one of their children about I want to say, now, the shit that they said about Melody Mama was fair game. I'm going to be honest. Because when you saying the type of shit on social media, knowing that my kids are on social media, that they are coming back to me saying, Mama, Daddy, is this true? Why Mr. Then you why have Mr. to why apologize Mar- for it. Why Uncle Martell saying stuff like this? Right. And then you having to walk it back? Fuck you. If it's yeah. a sex tape with that woman mama in it, then it's a fucking sex tape with her mama in it. I don't want to fucking see it. But... I don't want to see it, but the minute you... You put somebody's kids in the middle of your bullshit. All gloves is off. And I probably would have went a little bit further if I was to be 100% honest. I definitely yeah, would have. Yeah, I, I, my pity would have would have went. I would have went another level with my pity, to be honest. Absolutely. Because um, y'all, because yeah. you got me fucked up. You got me fucked up. And my kids being like, Daddy, is this true? And why they like, nah, fuck that. You got me fucked up. You ain't nothing but a bald-headed bitch made bozo. Correct. For real. Um, For real. And you deserve all the bad that come to you. Flaking on the voting event over some petty shit while claiming that you a mover and a shaker in Huntsville, claiming you and your wife is power couples, that looks bad. The optics of it don't even look good. If anything, as a black man from the rural South, Voting should be an important thing to you. It should be up there. It should be up there. It should um, damn sure be up there. Talking take about... It from, uh, take, take it from somebody who votes in Georgia. And male defending it is fucking ridiculous. Yes, it is. Well, they put a you know what, report. friend? friend they when filed me- a police report. So fucking what? My man. thing is, stand up in your shit. If you gonna be a big, bad, threatening ass nigga, then you gotta stand up in the consequences of it. Yeah. Either you gonna let your nuts hang or you gonna tuck them in your boxers. Those are the options. Don't let your nuts hang and then when you receive some reactions to your actions, now it's, oh, and they got the police involved. I mean, I would too, honestly. If you want to play that game, if that's the way, if that's where you want to go, because we both been mudslinging, but now you want to bring it to physical, I'll put the police on you. I'll ruin your whole motherfucking reputation for playing with me and mine. Well, I'm not about that. to be the one sitting in jail and I'm not about to be the one all over the blogs for fighting your stupid ass. Because a lot of this could have been uh, avoided if you would have kept your dick in your pants. You know, we have to go back back to that point. Like, that's what it always comes back to. Like, no, none of this would happen. Nobody would have beef. Nobody would, well, maybe it would still be beef. But nobody would have so many prop, interpersonal problems, Martel, if you would have just not cheated on your wife. That's it. Now, is Artish and Marcel stupid? Yes. Yes. Have they been petty? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, 
Have both have you, they been slinging mud? Yes. But so have mm-hmm. y'all. As a couple, we, both both you and Mel as a couple and individually have been slinging mud, just like they have been slinging mud as a couple and individually. Y'all just some messy I mean, ass we, marriages. We honestly we could jump into that because Tisha and Mel have a conversation and Tisha had a point. Martel never holds himself accountable. He is always the fucking victim in everything. He tried to make himself the victim when he got caught cheating. He tries to make himself the victim. Um, And Melody is also right that Tisha puts on a lot of fronts when she and Marceau have some issues as well, which we'll go ahead and see. But the thing is, threatening somebody and catching somebody in a lie is two different fucking things. And Melody, you two... This where that airhead shit come in that I can't deal with with Melody and I find her insufferable because no way you're going to compare Marceau maybe telling some lies on Martel out of anger to Martel threatening to bring physical harm to Marceau. Those two, that's, that's apples and peas, bitch. Mm. That's, that it ain't even stupid. the fucking same. And also, again, when she was like, my soul, you also when she was saying that my soul lies and teacher was asking, well, what, what lie has he told? And she couldn't come up with one. She just could say multiple, multiple. I wish yeah. I could tell Melody multiple ways to shut the fuck up. Cause girl, my thing that was is, stupid. And, and I feel like she got a hard on for Tisha and Marceau's marriage falling apart because hers is falling apart. Yeah. Because what do any lies he might tell in his marriage have to do with the shit that your husband was doing and saying to them while y'all was mudslinging. Shut the fuck up. You so pressed for somebody's marriage to be fucked up so you won't feel alone in the situation. Girl. Which, baby, you don't have to be pressed because goddamn Marceau and Tish, that's divorce waiting to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I don't like to, I do. I mean, I will talk about somebody, mama, don't get me wrong, but I really would slap the shit out of Wanda. I do not like that lady. Why is the, why is all the bitches with W names on the shows we covering so goddamn annoying? Right. W. Wanda, Wendy. Wanda is forever not minding her fucking business. And Kimmy, a grown-ass woman. Hell, Kimmy older than your fucking daughter. You can't dictate how the fuck and who the fuck, when the fuck she could talk to her friends. Sit right. your old ass down. I just don't like fighting shade. I don't like all that whispering. Bitch, how like, you whispering when, I mean, and we on the whole did. TV show? Not only that, but also, Wanda, you don't like shady and messy and fake people then I guess you hate looking at yourself in the mirror every goddamn morning because, girl, if that ain't the pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what the fuck is. You should hate looking at yourself in that gold-ass lipstick in the mirror. I mean, because she, you know, she, because I'm not going to lie, Wendy looks like that dog from Men in Black. Wanda? (laughs) Yes. She looks like that dog from Men in Black. Wendy, too. Mm. I didn't even realize I said Wendy. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I need Wanda to leave Kimmy alone for Kimmy really, really has to disrespect Wanda. And I feel like it's getting to that point. Oh, it's coming. She, I can't wait. I feel like it's getting there. Um, 
Tisha and Marceau prove male right in the closing scenes. As Marceau says, he feels alone and isolated because Tisha is embarking on this new life. Tisha says, she tells the friend April, that's what leads to cheating. And her friend April basically says, girl, you better stop and cater to his every whim before he cheats. You're right. I did not like that. I did not like that at all. I ain't, something about April's presence rubbed me the wrong way, even when they was doing the karate stuff, the self-defense stuff. It was like she was going out her way to be a dickhead. Well, you know, I'm ghetto. You know, I'm a hood rat. First of all, stop making being from the hood and being ghetto synonymous with just being ignorant as fuck. Right. Because that's not the, that's how you know that these people don't really go to the hood like that. They fake blackness. Um, yeah. Or perform, or better yet, they, they perform blackness. Next week's episode is going to be messy when Martell opts to skip out on the surprise party. Maurice is being thrown for taking the bar and completing law school. Um, Tisha and Marceau have a big blow up. Um, the truth between Mel and Tisha comes to a halt because Mel, as usual, want to keep throwing shade. Um, and I'm looking forward to I don't know how many episodes they do in a season, um, but we got to be getting close. But I'm, to in, I'm enjoying the mess. I'm enjoying the mess. I'm glad we picked this show up, but um, yes, it's also on. infuriating because these people are stupid. Yes. They got a lot of mess for it to just be three couples too. Right? That's a, that's that's how you know you they, watch, they, like, with that's all how the you shit. know this not scripted. Because on a lot of our other shows, it'd be a lot of people to keep the mess flowing continuously. This mess is staying going between three ass couples. Three couples, a mama, and a couple of other people and that we don't really guests, care about. And some friends of the show. Yeah. But most of the mess is circulating between these three couples heavily. So I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, Marceau, like, uh, this is also, <clears throat> excuse me, this is also, uh, like, if you ever wanted, like, first of all, I mean, you should believe women anyway. But if you ever wanted proof as to what women, especially black women, say about how much w women get the short end of the stick and, like, patriarchal marriages watch this fucking show because these niggas are terrible they are they are absolutely terrible they are trash um but speaking of birds real housewives of potomac season five episode five look who's squawking very fitting i like that title i like that title very fitting because um, you know normally with these titles sometimes they be hit or miss mostly miss but i like that title Michael Darby refusing to keep keep his own baby so Ashley can have a weekend away is pretty much on par for a sugar daddy sugar baby relationship turned mm -hmm. into a marriage. Um, Ashley is nothing more than a trophy wife to Michael. Yeah, also so, also that he can go and cheat, but we'll so he that. could go and cheat. Mm -hmm. Um, she shouldn't have to ha bring no baby on a girl's trip. She shouldn't have to bring her best friend to play nanny. She shouldn't have to do none of that. Because as much money as she flaunts that Michael has, they should have a full-time nanny. Agreed. Um, I want to get to something. Hold on, friend. Let me pull it up because this will never not be a moment. Giselle is a good-looking woman, cause goddamn, she can't dress at all. I'm ashamed to be seen with her sometimes. To be honest, I don't know what she's gonna wear. I never heard her talking about Giselle's clothes. You have an exaggerated time, mom. 
<laughs> God damn, she can't dress. Not one lie you. was told. Not one that lie might be one of my favorite shades and read downs from the Grand Dame. Can La, you La Dame. Ever. Um, I fucking screamed when I because saw Because she didn't lie. Giselle is tacky. As fuck. Both in both, physically and, and, and mentally. Spirit, in 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 character and in clothes. She she can't dress. The bitch can't dress. She can't um, dress. She talking about how much of a bad bitch she is. She a sad dressed bitch. That's what she is. A late bitch. Yeah, no wonder who I'm robbing goddamn thing one and thing two. Um, Candace, how are you hurt with the way Monique has treated you? When you've been breaking your beak to stab Monique in the back, yeah, you've been you've been breaking <laughs> breaking your beak. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you've been breaking your beak, your neck, your feathers to get in fucking Giselle's good graces, but you are hurt by motherfucking um, uh, Monique. I know you fucking lying. You a lying ass bitch, girl. So, I so let me say this. Ashley coming to a girls weekend with a baby and a nanny also annoyed the fuck out of me. You could have stayed your ass home if you couldn't be kid free. However. I feel that way. However, Wendy bitch. Wendy's overreaction to it was a fucking lot. Performing for no first, goddamn reason. You are not a new mom. You are a repeat mom who just had a yes. new baby. And the difference between you and Ashley is that is Ashley's only child. That is Ashley's first child. Things are sorely different from you having a four and a six-year-old who were going to be with somebody while you were on this trip anyway. So there was no need to bring your newborn baby when the rest of the kids were going to be taken care of. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and... um. I feel like Wendy has some unchecked trauma when it comes to lighter women receiving a privilege over her. Um, And I'm not trying to be rude, but based on her, probably based on her upbringing, she probably went to the best schools. She had access to the best everything. But with that access to the best of everything comes isolation. And not only just being a dark, darker woman, but also being African and having totally different culture, I'm pretty sure she has felt isolated a lot of her life. And I'm pretty sure white and light people have always been given advantages over her. And that's why she's had to work so hard. And that's why she put so much stock in having those degrees because you can't take them from her. But something as simple as Ashley bringing her baby on a girl's weekend, it should not have triggered such a visceral reaction out of you. I'm going to be honest, friend. You're probably right, but I'm going to keep it simple like this. I feel that Wendy is trying too hard to keep her spot on this show. Because this is what her first appearance, I feel like she is doing a lot and going the extra mile to 
brings something to the table over to her degrees and she just doing a lot and picking fights for whatever reason. This shit with Ashley, the shit with Karen, like, girl, just because you and Karen worked on the same fucking board, that don't mean she know you. Girl, I work with people that I know all the time, but that don't mean I know them because, hell, I don't want to know my goddamn co-workers. She just does it's, a it's lot. Just, it's just not, not that deep. It didn't it's require not that such deep. a big reaction. You made it bigger than what it was. You don't have to fight hard to stay on the show because Candace is there, bitch. If anybody going to go, it's going to be Candace first. She got the least amount of a storyline. She right. literally, her only storyline is fighting with fucking Monique, who used to be her friend. Like, girl, give it a rest. That's why I was very fitting when T'Challa ch- attacked her. Yes. Because it all, was necessary. All, all King owes bad energy. Yeah, T'Challa felt that bad energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing the most, Wendy, and we don't need it. It's stupid. Speaking of doing the most, Giselle constantly playing victim with Candace is fucking hilarious. You, I gave you a shade pinch, and you hit me with a mallet. Baby, shade is shade, and don't throw it if you can't catch it. Hello? Don't throw it if you can't motherfucking catch it. And you I know, shouldn't be I know a shady well, Giselle, of all people not talking about shade pinch, man, we still remember what you did to fucking Karen. I know you fucking lying. And what you gonna do to Karen? You gonna stab her in the back again next episode. Right. You, let me tell you something. You green-eyed goose. <laughs> you are... We don't went from green-eyed gecko to a green-eyed Fucking fucking salamander looking ass. We doing bitch. all the goddamn. <laughs> we doing all the goddamn reptilian. Listen, <laughs> goddamn salamander, snake ass bitch. You are one of the shadiest hoes on this show. It's your brand, with, Giselle. With the least to show for it, mm. and always get the crime when you get shaded down. Candace ain't say shit about that motherfucking sea shanty of a house that you didn't went and spent all that money for and decorated as tacky as fucking possible that the world wasn't saying. Right. Or that you have not said about others. You live in a fucking, listen, that house is a $900,000 money eater. That house in the middle of the woods, just like that motherfucking lake cabinet that Monique owned. Child girl, fuck you. And Candace, you you apologizing to be to still sit with the mean girls is fucking hilarious. It's fucking them hilarious. women don't like you, honey. They never have, they never will. They playing you and Monique for fiddles, and you falling right into it with your stupid ass. Um Candace, you know you had a nose job with that Whoville ass nose, girl. Right. Stop playing in my face. Dr. Seuss ass nose, girl. Girl, you was a fucking pageant girl. We know you had a damn nose job. It's fine. I want to... Karen was my favorite on this episode. Okay? Because when Karen asked Giselle how it feels to be back with a man who cheated and had outside babies in the congregation, (laughs) and Giselle talking about, um, it's about forgiveness and trust. Bitch, what? Is it? Is it? It ain't enough forgiveness in a motherfucking world. Exactly. 
it, it's so much forgiveness that your own daughters is like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Your own daughters is embarrassed for you. And that wasn't even it. Karen called Wendy ass out and she backed down and got very mute because she wasn't talking all that hot shit she was talking to Robin when Karen told her, if you want to get to know me, invite me to dinner. Call yeah. me. Stop going through the other ladies and worrying about what's in my motherfucking panties. Yeah. She didn't have the same energy that she did for Robin or um, or Ashley. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Very she knew quiet. better. Because also, I feel like, I'm not even going to lie, like I said, I feel like um, Wendy is doing a lot to try to maintain a spot on this show. But that's how I also know she kind of full of shit with this whole like, oh, I just feel off about Karen because she act like she don't she don't know me. I feel like you don't really care about that shit, Wendy. Cause I ain't no way in here you was all rah rah and ready to damn near fight Ashley and also like ready to like try to put Robin on mute. But then Karen like, just girl, if you want to know me, take me out to dinner. And then you just get mute and just quiet and all that energy. Then it's like, okay, girl, right? Do that. Bum bitch. Like, when stop um, playing in my damn face. You all grasping for straws for relevancy on this fucking show. And I need you to not. We already have enough people that don't have storylines that's on this show wasting space. We don't need another one. Exactly. To which, friend, I'm going to let you take us into the end of the show, the, the big, big blow up uh, with Wendy and uh, Ashley. Because I know you waiting to drag Wendy by that goddamn quick weave. And I'm going to let you. So here's the thing, right? As I, as my friend said, I understand being annoyed that Ashley brought this baby on this trip because honestly, she really didn't need to. But that's also her choice. And the fact that you have me in a position where I have to agree or defend Ashley, bitch, you need your whole face slapped. Listen, there are plenty of things that annoy the fuck out of me. But you know what I do? I shut the hell up and mind my damn business. Had I been in your position when I been would have been like, now, girl, why did she bring this goddamn baby on this fucking trip and her goddamn nanny? Girl, what? But you know what I would have did? I would have said that in my head. I wouldn't have said it out loud. I wouldn't have caused disruption for this girl trip. We're supposed to be bonding. We're supposed to be, you know, getting to know each other. Shout out to Karen. and you should. Like, I wouldn't have caused all this mess and noise over some shit I could have just kept to my damn self and that's your damn problem Wendy you don't know how to shut the hell up you got all these goddamn degrees and you this and that but you don't know how to read a fucking room then when you try to read a room you get read and get quiet as a whole in church and I need you to not you don't have no place on this show and it shows because you grasp at straws to try to create every goddamn thing why are you here Wendy why because you can flaunt your degrees girl okay you educated okay so what it's plenty of women on this show that's educated. Hell, look at Karen. We already got that. We already have a a, a couple that with a husband that um, is moving and shaking things. Hell, again, look at Ray. I mean, he retired now, but still, look at Ray. Like, what purpose of, do you serve? You're a snake because you, you was defending candidates in one episode. Then you then turned around and threw her under the goddamn bus to try to get in Giselle good graces. Hell, you you're trying to get in on Karen's good graces by being weird, trying to clock her coochie. Girl, why, why are you here, Wendy? Why? Why? Clock her coochie. I likes it. 
Thank you so much, friend. I this, do not uh, like this. This friend is going to be a headliner, just to let you know, because it's, I had to go on mute while you drag Wendy. I was in here cackling like a motherfucking hen. I just didn't want to disrupt the vibe. <laughs> But I'm in here giggling like a motherfucking piglet because I never seen somebody who's never been amongst a group of women do everything in their power to make it so that they are not wanted amongst said group of women. Right. Like, like it's she, weird. She's trying so hard to fit in, meanwhile, isolating herself out. Like the only real person she had as a, you know, friend or at least getting to know them was Candace. And then she threw her under the bus and Candace was like, mm, mm, I'm good on you, love, enjoy. Like when Candace stupid ass is like, you know what? I'm good. Like Wendy, what? I just, is it worth it? Is carrying on the way that you're doing worth it, Wendy? That's all I want to know. Because if it is, I don't like it, but I mean, hey, do you. But it doesn't seem like it's worth it. At all. And I wish you would stop. I wish. Um, it looked like it's about to get super messy next week. And I'm excited. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying the I, we have. I just will say that I, I have some questions and would like some answers. Um... I want to know what's in that prenup with Ashley and Michael Darby. Yes. I would like to know. Um, because I, I want to know if there's a cheating clause in there. Because I really can't think of another reason why Ashley is still with this man. And he is proving at every step that... Um, he's not interested in being faithful to her. And it ain't shit she could do about it because she ain't nothing but um, a kept woman. So... I agree. I definitely would like to know like the 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 ins and outs of this contract because I mean, because that's, that's what it is. It's a contract. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, the, like, the embarrassment. Like, that's the thing for me. Like, the embarrassment. Like, the the rumors about cheating, the actual cheating, him being on ground and things like that. Like, like just, just not being faithful, but just want you as a baby factory and as a trophy. Like, is it worth it, Ashley? Is it worth, like, is trying to be kept worth all, enduring all of that? Yeah. That's a real ass question. And to an old white man that looks like the crib keeper at that. I mean, because we remember she hit the reset button on the um on the prenup when they yeah. were having issues a couple seasons ago, which girl, just stupid as you fucking want to be. That way. Um I mean, but I I wonder because a lot of times prenups do have infidelity clauses built into them. And if one party cheats, um, it kind of voids everything. If yeah. if the person who's getting who stands to get something cheats avoids them getting anything if the person who will be doing the giving gets caught cheating it voids how much they have to give and the person can go after way more 
So I I definitely know Michael's love... ass because because uh but Noah Michael's ass I mean he he's smart but he also stupid like Noah Michael's ass he got some kind of loophole in that shit. Um, I feel a, I feel a little sorry for Ashley because I don't think I think in the midst of dealing with postpartum depression and having a partner who's not a, as present and accounted for in the in the newborn process and child rearing process as he should be, it's really a slap in the fucking face to have to deal with said partner cheating or allegations of cheating because they're never where they say they are going to be. And yeah, I agree with that. having to deal with this and it's your castmates bringing it to you. Yeah. And it's people that you've never met in your life delivering tea to your castmates. And he's being quoted as saying, I got a boyfriend and a wife. Yet he's claiming and has claimed he's fully heterosexual. You don't owe the world anything about your sexuality, but you owe your partner that honesty. And it seems like you refuse to be honest with Ashley about your wants and needs romantically and sexually. And for her to just be sitting there through that while also dealing with postpartum, that is fucking unfair. It is. I mean, it's a lot. It's just, I understand... I understand people not being hesitant to give Ashley that grace and, and sympathy because she hasn't extended because of it to her others. Past? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I absolutely get it. Um but I I do think it's wholly unfair for Michael to keep doing that to her. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, yeah. I hope that there is a beneficial infidelity clause in that prenup for her. Um, so that she may get the hell on away from him and, and take care of herself and, and take care of Dean because every season, every season since what? How many seasons has it been now? Last year was the ass thing with the producer, right? Yes. The year before, the season before that, it was the thing with him being caught on Grinder and and possibly cheating while he was over in the UK doing business. It's almost like every season now there's a cheating scandal with Michael Darby. Right. Like every, every year is something with this, with this white nigga, this old decrepit white nigga. Yep. And it's like, whether whether you know all these allegations are true or not, it's like you always in some shit, and it's hard to give you the benefit of the doubt because you always in some shit. Why are you always in some shit, Michael Darby? Why? Yeah. And why are you always in some shit at the worst possible times for your wife that you claim that you love? Good luck to Ashley and the baby. That's all I got. Exactly. Um, that's it for this week. We're gonna be back. It's gonna be messy. Um, you niggas enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Stay safe. 
Wear a mask. Social distance, even though a lot of you niggas ain't, but that's y'all business. Right. Stop comparing the club to Walmart. Um, Stand 10 toes <laughs> down in the fact that you don't social distance because you feel like if you catch COVID-19, you will have a full recovery. And that's your business, even if you're putting other people at risk. But please, for the love of everything holy, stop comparing the club to Walmart. Niggas is not uh, standing close to each other trying to grab a quarter orange juice like y'all niggas is trying to get drinks at the bar. <laughs> it is truly a difference. I can tell you, the times I've been to the grocery store, people have been very mindful of keeping distance. Correct. Every time I go to Publix, nigga, as a matter of fact, they don't even let you in the store if you're not practicing social distancing. If you're not, they will ask you to leave yep. and or get security. Yep. So with that said, we'll see you niggas back next week for more mayhem and more mess. Sign up to the Patreon. Five dollars gets you a lot. Ten dollars gets you wind down. We gonna. I'm trying to figure out some other things to add to the ten dollars tier. Um, but the wind down, we do our own current events. We talk about things important to us. And if you don't want to do that, again, five dollars gets you actually loaded. Have it. We'll see y'all back next week. Peace, niggas.